Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. This is a new story about a dog and a cat who are the best of friends. They are very happy together and have a great life. One day they notice their owners are acting a little strange and are crying. They are moving and can't take Fern and Crunch with them. There is a strange man in the house who they say is going to take them and look after them now. The pets don't completely understand but go in the car with the man. What is going to happen? Fern and Crunch Look for a New Home, Part 1 It was a beautiful day, and Fern and Crunch were taking full advantage of it. First, they played in the small wading pool in the backyard, getting wet and muddy. Then they chased each other around the large oak tree, and after a short nap in the sun, chased butterflies, who would then land on Fern's nose. This would cause Fern to go cross-eyed looking at them, which would never cease to cause Crunch to laugh. Fern and Crunch were very, very different. And yet, since they were small, they have always been the best of friends. Fern was a huge bloodhound, who, though very gentle by nature, was always getting into trouble by breaking things throughout the house. You see, Fern often thought of himself as a cat and would try to jump on top of the furniture just like Crunch could. Crunch was a tabby, who acted at times just like a dog. If a stranger came to visit, Crunch would stand at the door barking, which would come out sounding like a short, low-pitched meow. When she finally let the guests come into the house, she would sit nearby on guard watching them until they finally left. They both lived happily in a house with a family that loved them very much. Lately, their family seemed to be very busy filling boxes and moving the furniture around, which would then magically disappear. Fern wasn't too happy yesterday to find out that when he came inside for a nap, his favorite couch was gone. That didn't bother Crunch too much, as she always slept on top of Fern. But the constant commotion did make her anxious and would cause her hair to stand up from time to time. After saying goodbye to the butterflies, Fern and Crunch decided to come back inside to see if there were any snacks to eat. Their family always had snacks. And sometimes, if they were lucky, they would even give them watermelon, their favorite hot-weather treat. Dogs and cats are very perceptive, 
and they knew that something was wrong as soon as they walked in the door. Their family was crying, and there was a strange man in the room. Crunch went to the man and started barking as best she could, while Fern went to try and make the owners feel better by licking their faces. Fern, I'm so sorry, his female owner Zoe said, sobbing. We never thought we would ever move from this place, but we have a great job opportunity far, far away from here, and I'm afraid we can't take you and Crunch with us. This man is one of our friends, and he has promised to look after you until he can find you a more permanent home. It's so last minute. I'm going to miss you very much. Fern and Crunch didn't really understand very much human language. But Fern did understand that his owner was sad. And as she hugged him, he licked her face until the man, now carrying Crunch in his arm, came over with his leash and took them to his car. Fern and Crunch sat in the back seat of the car, watching their owners wave to them as they drove away. They both felt very sad. When they arrived at the man's house, after taking them inside, he said, I'm afraid, Fern and Crunch, that you living with me is only temporary. My apartment is much too small for a big dog like you, Fern, and Zoe insisted that you both must stay together. Make yourself at home and I'll go to the car and bring in your food. Fern and Crunch looked at each other, confused. The long days turned into weeks, and after a morning walk, all Fern and Crunch did was sit on the couch, looking out the window, waiting for their owners to come and get them. They missed their old life, where every day in the backyard was an adventure. The man who looked after them was very nice, fed them good food, and would pet them every night. But he was not often home. Fern and Crunch were bored and sad. The man came home after work one night, and Fern could sense that he wasn't in a very good mood. Crunch just sat and stared at him, not quite trusting him. Guys, I have some bad news, the man said. I've been trying so hard to find you a new home, but while many seem willing to take in a cat, no one has the room for a dog as big as you, Fern. And if that wasn't bad enough, my landlord has started reminding me that I am not allowed to have pets. And while she is understanding, she wants you in another home by the end of the week. Fern gave him a lick, and Crunch continued to sit and stare. A couple days later, Fern and Crunch went for another drive this time to a place that was full of other cats and dogs, where they were put into a large cage together and where another strange man gave them a treat, a pet, 
and a hug. Burn and Crunch looked at each other even more confused. After the lights went out and they curled up to sleep, Crunch said, Why are we here and not at home? I thought that being away from our family was temporary. I don't know why, Crunch, Burn replied. At least it's warm here and we have food and water. But what if our family is in trouble and needs our help? Or what if there's been a mistake? Crunch said. What can we do if they are in trouble or there has been some misunderstanding? I'm just a great big cuddly dog and you are a small cat. Just because I am small and you are cuddly doesn't mean we can't do great things. All we have to do is try, said Crunch, who was becoming more confident. What do you suggest we do, asked Fern. Let's get out of here and go back home and see if our family is okay. They might have been looking for us. But how do we get out of here and do you even know how to get to our home? Asked Fern, who was starting to perk up a bit. I've been to this place before. If you remember that one time I kept gagging, I had the biggest furball you could ever imagine. And Zoe took me to the clinic attached to this building because she thought I was choking. I remember, said Fern, but that doesn't help us in getting out of this place. Well, we can get out by leveraging our individual strengths, said Crunch. I don't think I have any, Fern said, now starting to lose confidence. Of course you do. You may be cuddly, but you are also big and strong. How is that going to help us, Fern asked. This is what we are going to do. Crunch jumped on Fern's back and told him the plan. Then with Crunch holding on to his back, Fern pushed on the cage door with all his might. The door hadn't been closed properly, so it opened easily. Then they quietly ran down the hallway towards the door that led to the outside. This particular door had a large handle across it that Fern jumped against, which caused the door to open, which allowed him and Crunch to run through to the outside. I told you it would be easy. Your size and strength helped us open those doors. Oh, you are always the smart one, Crunch, but we haven't arrived at home yet. Which way should we go? Fern asked. Can you see that tall building in the distance? Crunch asked. Yes. Go towards that. I am sure that our home is just down the street from that building, Crunch said. With Crunch holding on tight to his neck, Fern started jogging down the street towards the tall building in the distance. It was dark outside and starting to get late, so no one noticed the strange sight of a large dog with a small cat riding on its neck going down the residential street. Okay, we need to cross here at the crosswalk, Crunch said. Wait... Crunch said a bit alarmed. What? Fern said, stopping quickly. 
We need to wait for the light to signal that it's okay to walk. But it's nighttime and there are so few cars, Fern sighed. Better to be safe. The walk signal came on and after looking both ways, they crossed the street and continued on their way. After a short period of time, quickly making their way down the street, passing by nighttime joggers, dogs out taking their humans for a walk, and people taking their garbage to the curb, Fern and Crunch finally arrived at the tall apartment building that they had been aiming for. I recognize this place, Fern said. When Zoe used to take me for a walk, she would often visit a friend in this building. She always had apple slices for me to eat. I don't know why we stopped coming, but it's hard to understand human behavior sometimes. If I am correct, our home is just a short way down this street, Crunch said, trying to point the direction with her paw. Are you ready to go home? Crunch said excitedly. After listening to his stomach growl, Fern said, I certainly am. I'm hungry after all this jogging. With Crunch holding on tightly, Fern looked both ways, quickly crossed the street, and continued down the street to where they knew their home was. The street was quiet, with the only noise coming from people cheering or yelling at their TV sets. Fern and Crunch always liked how quiet the neighborhood was except for those noisy birds who always had to remind you that it was time to wake up in the morning. They arrived at their home to see it was completely dark. Why is it so dark? Fern asked, worried. I don't know. Let's get a bit closer and look in the window. Fern and Crunch walked down the path from the sidewalk until they got to the large window in the front of their house. I don't see them, and it looks empty. It's very quiet, too. Maybe they are already asleep. Let me bark and see if they come to let us in, Crunch said. Crunch barked, but no one came. I think they are really gone, Fern said quietly. Now Fern understood why Zoe was so sad and why there was so much confusion those months ago. I think we are on our own, Crunch. I think you are right, Fern. And that's the end of this first part. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>